This is the Dear Warren Podcast. Welcome to Dear Warren Podcast and this edition of Warren Games. I'm joined again by the wonderful Jessica. Howdy ho, neighbor. And this week, what are we playing, Jess? We are playing Bethesda's Skyrim port um, for the Nintendo Switch. Yes. And uh, in case you're new to the podcast, this is the midweek podcast where we try experimental things such as playing video games or uh, Warren's announce table where we announce professional wrestling matches because both video games... And uh, professional wrestling have somehow dominated a good part of our lives, haven't they? Yes, because we're just big kids in adult bodies. <laughs> and uh, we uh, attempt to share a little bit of these uh, quirks and explain to them to Warren as well as what, whatever else is going on in our... Uh, what's wrong with the mic stand? It's, it's, it's the, the arm of the mic stand is directly in your face, so I can't actually look at you, which is... Okay. <laughs> which is probably a, <laughs> you, why did you freeze there <laughs> why did you all right, all no, right. why I, don't you explain to people what skyrim is for anyone who has no idea about this game at all uh in a in a theme that we've talked about quite a bit so skyrim is a medieval open world concept with uh both what i guess you would argue are traditional warriors as well as mythical or magical ah knights people. and dragons right do you fight dragons yes you do fight dragons so and yes is it is it what like a side scroller do you do you jump around what is it it's 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 like a, th- a 3d open world so it's kind of i don't know how how would you describe it? i'm always it, really I'm, bad at this I'm, I'm looking at this it looks like 3d open world it looks like a first person shooter type of view but i i've seen you like toggle between this and a there you go like a third person you're looking directly over the person's back um, and what is the appeal of this game to you and why do you enjoy it? And why are you not playing Mario Odyssey, which is what I've been, uh, kicking some butt at. So, so, uh, well, that's, that's quite a, a, bit to, a bit to unpack there, Ecker said. Um, I don't like Mario Odyssey, I think because it's, there's not a lot of choice, right? So they put you down. You can either, you have oh, to either, com- a lot of choice. you can complete the obstacle and, uh, you just have moon envy. That's what you have. You haven't. You you don't know how to find those moons. You don't know how to collect those moons. Nor do you appreciate the uh, the, the the value and the utility and the fun and the discovery and the innocence and the childlike oh, eyes oh. of God when you when you oh. when you discover. <laughs> okay, why do you enjoy Skyrim? Uh, because you have a lot of choice. I can literally pick up thousands. I can't hold them all, but I can pick up thousands of items. Like you just have so much. I can do so many different things. Can you climb things? Uh, I can. Can you long jump? N- no. Can you do a backflip and go, it's a me, Mario? No. Ah, that's what I thought. That's what you can do in uh, Super uh, Mario Odyssey, but, people. But of course, this, this is not about Super Mario Odyssey. We're, so we're going to focus back on Skyrim, which is a pretty serious game. Right now, Jess is in some type of... Come oh, on, let's go. Let's go. Three on one. They're like three wizards shooting could you, blue could you, bolts at her. You. And she's just... Hack and slash, hack and slash. You're not even dodging. You're just standing right in their face and just swinging a sword. How are you not dead? Because I have a follower. Her name's Lydia. She helps me. Oh. So one of the other things about Skyrim, one of the mechanics is that you can uh, sort of hire help, you know, Mm -hmm. like a fellow... uh, as you uh, said, a follower. Yeah, a follower, and they can help you beat monsters. So it's monsters. like an automated NPC, non-player character that just like follows you around and assists you, right? Correct. So one of the appeals that I like about Skyrim is that you can choose what type of combat you want to play. 
which is usually you might, if you have a choice, you might have a choice between ranged and then maybe melee. So what do you mean by ranged? What can you do? Like range would be a long distance attack, which would mean historically in other games, you would just be a bow and arrow. So for like a Zelda Breath of the Wild, you would have a bow and arrow and then maybe you'd have a sword. Mm-hmm. But in Skyrim, you can choose to ha- be magic. So you Wait, can... hold, that, hold that view. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, out. Her head is turned all the way around like the exorcist looking at you. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's a little... Uh, so when... You, oh, there's a long story there. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so here in Skyrim, you can be a bow. You can do a bow and arrow. You can do long range, like a elemental attacks. You can conjure magic. You can conjure spirits and dogs and things to help you. Mm. You can, uh, you can do two handed weapons, one handed weapons, no handed weapon. So you can like specialize as well too. And and as you play those, uh, your style, whether it be as you said melee or range or you're shooting magic. Does it actually like uh, uh, it gives you experience points or something like that, right? To help you like get stronger in the areas that you want to play in. Correct. So when you level up, you get what they call a skill point and you can assign that skill point to a varying skill trees. So you Uh can decide I want my, you know, to wear heavy armor and by uh, getting a skill point, it's, you know, 20% more effective or uh, you can do where you want your sword or you can, if you were doing a pickpocket, like you can be a pickpocket and then oh. you could, you know, be harder. You can be a thief the entire time. Correct. Go steal something. Well, I can't steal anything in here because everything is like open for me to take. Oh, so there's, oh, what do you mean by everything's open here for you to take? Meaning that I'm not stealing from anybody. I'm in, in sort of like a dungeon right now. Uh-huh. So. Oh, so you know, like when you go into like towns and homes and shops, that's when you steal when there's like a yep. person like, ooh. So you can steal you basically can hide where there's a mechanic where you can see if you're visible or not. And when you're not visible, you can basically steal to your heart's content. But if you get caught, <laughs> then you either have to reload your game because you've it up <laughs> or you can pay off the, uh, because it's so much like real life. It right? is. You can, you can pay, reload, you, save state. You can pay off, uh, you know, you can pay off the guardsmen or you can flee or try to kill people. And uh, so there's lots you can do. So it looks like your hack and slash style is like you're not even dodging. You're not even avoiding. You're just running straight up to the person and swinging away. So how are you surviving this much? Is it because of like your the armor that you have? Or do you have like a resistance spell? Or do they just program the game in a way where you're allowed to just like face smash them? So, yeah, it's a couple of different things. Uh uh, so what you can do is basically... Oh, it's like a skeleton. Oh, you just one-shotted like a skeleton archer. Correct. It like fell apart. So the reason why I can do that is I specialize in two-handed weapons. So two-handed weapons tend to hit the hardest, uh-huh. although you really have no protection. So I can't... What about, what about like when that thing was just shooting magic at you and you weren't even dodging and just like taking it? So dependent upon... I, I have to check like what I'm actually have equipped. You can be resistance. There are potions oh. and scrolls to resistance to magic. Admittedly, these are low-level magic folks. Oh, that's true. I did ask you before this podcast to play something low level where you're not stressed out and yeah. that you could talk. <laughs> so this is not particularly difficult, although this was kind of where I left off. Mm-hmm. But by all means, like there would be monsters that I would I would struggle with or I'd have to sort of do a little bit more of a strategy, especially at the end of the dungeons. There's usually like the, the, the boss or the mini boss and you would have to you know, work a little bit harder to take some potions and scrolls and do some, Mm -hmm. um, what they call shouts, which are kind of like magical, mystical things that you get from, uh, dragons that you kill and 
you know, it's very realistic, very realistic. Now, you're used to this because in playing games like, uh, what was the first one we did? Stardew Valley mm-hmm. um, and other type of farming games. But there's a lot, kind of like a lot of like text. There's like things, you, like menu options you have to select. So in case people are wondering, it's kind of like everywhere you walk, there's like a... Um, after you beat something or you got to pick something up, there's kind of like little text prompts. And like when you click on things or you scroll through things on your, on your, on your, on your, uh, mobile phone and you're, and you're interacting with the menu, it kind of seems like there's a lot of that in this game as well, too, that you're kind of like used to. And, um, do you feel it, uh, it, it takes away from, uh, the immersion of the game of you being, you know, this, uh, kick-ass two-handed sword wielding knight, and then everyone, and then like after you beat it, it's just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go to this menu. I gotta select this. I gotta look at my skill tree. How how much time do you spend uh, at, uh, doing like, you know, menu options as opposed to playing quote the game? Well, it depends who you are. Ah. <laughs> so I would say that if this was, if there wasn't a lot of customization, I might not enjoy it as much. I do not mind the menus at all. However, I do tend to look at them a little bit more than most people. Reason being is that I just like to customize things and look mm. around. So the reason why, <laughs> and to be fair, there are shortcuts that I, I can use, that uh, admittedly that I don't use as much as I should. Uh, the place where I get a little sidetracked in Skyrim is that you can I, I literally... Think this, I think this is what I'm about to laugh at. Go ahead. You can literally pick up everything. Oh, okay. And I literally search for and pick up everything. A little pack rat. I'm a little bit of a klepto. (laughs) I'm a Skyrim klepto. And the thing is, like, they let you buy a house and you can store all this shit in your house. But you, but there is that, uh, what Uh is that? It's a Uh factor. Oh, that guy just uh, conjured up a wolf. Yeah. And it's attacking you. Oh, you you killed the wolf. You killed him. You're still doing good on health. Jesus. These guys have badass looking magical spells, but they're like, oh, wait a minute. He slowed you down, it looks like, right? Yeah. The ice spell. He he froze me. So I was. mm. Now you're just, all right. Okay. Now you're you're all good. At least I have have Lydia, though. I was about to say that uh, the, the other hang-up you usually have with uh, these type of games where they throw a lot of text at you is uh, you don't really uh, pay attention to the lore or the advice that townspeople give you. Nah, right? there you I'm, I'm not a sucker for lore. I just can't stand it. I mean, and I cannot that I can't stand it. It's You're just like, why that... Why am I killing this guy? It doesn't matter. Know. It doesn't give matter. Give me the experience, right? That's how you get your points, mm-hmm. right? In order to get stronger. You just got to kill things and pick up things and collect things. Well, and... you have to do the skill that you're you're working on. So oh. if I was wanted to up my sneak... Mm-hmm. level i would oh, this looks like a boss i know right? it does i'm trying to wait for him to animate animate it looks it's like a statue of a knight and mm. you just and you just whack that statue and nothing happened yep turn around <sighs> okay <laughs> so another <laughs> thing to note um oh you gotta love bethesda when was this game made originally like 2011 yeah so the graphics are not <laughs> so i killed some guy and he's like in like a, I don't know, what kind of pose would you call that? I don't know, but go ahead and take a picture of it. Why don't you pause and just... I should. Go ahead. I should. Uh, he's kind of in like a flash dance pose where he's kind of doing a back bend in air, but... Uh, it's, it's it's a little more humorous than your usual, like, all right, you're lying, they're dead. So, yeah, so it's an we'll, older we'll, game. We'll the graphics are not uh-huh. as amazing as Zelda as someone wanted to point out over and over oh, and over again. Anything. I didn't say that. You don't have to put words in my mouth. What? There. You totally said that. Better graphics? I didn't say that. That Breath of the Wild had better graphics than Skyrim, and therefore you c- didn't oh, like well, playing it. Oh, well, not in this podcast. It was, uh, it was, it was as you were playing Skyrim like uh, another night ago, and I'm like, you know what? I can actually get my Skyrim fixed by watching you play Skyrim, because it it 
I, I mean, go do like a melee fight where you're like punching them. Yeah, just like punch. Can you just punch well, them? Well, I'm going to probably die if I punch. My punching is not, my punching skill oh, is not. Oh, look at that. What was that? I just one-shotted them in the cinematographic, cinematographic. So it like, it, it'll, effect. if you one-shot them sometimes, does it like uh, give you like those quick little cut scene things? It does, things? it does. Nice. You kept asking me like, are they randomized? I don't even. I really. I, I think pay I attention. was asking you like, do those cutscenes change as you get stronger? Do you get like crazier and more gruesome looking animations? But it looks like it's. It, it, I it's, have it's no gonna, idea. Yeah. But I was I was mentioning the melee thing because I think you were uh, you had to do like bare knuckle fighting with uh, some enemy the other night. And I was saying, why? I like walked up. I'm like, why are you throwing strawberry jam at him? And you're like, I'm not. I'm punching him. And that's, you know what I mean? Like that's the type of graphic it looked like. Well, it's not. It's not a. It's not terrible. It'll make it's it. It's not. It's not terrible. But it isn't as like if you compare it with the Zelda and like the fluid animation that they do there. Granted, it's they they get to do, uh, get away with it a bit more because it's animated more like a like a high quality cartoon as opposed to this where they try to like make it look a little more lifelike, mm -hmm. you know? And they try to do like ragdoll physics, I guess. Oh, look at this. What is this? A flame atra. It's like a lady that looks like she's on fire. Uh, it, it doesn't look like she's on fire. She is on fire. Oh, you got wow. some. Oh, geez. No, oh, you're doing fine. Looks like your energy level is. Uh Oh, oh boy. Okay. You might want to heal up there. I will. I will. <laughs> So you can heal. So there is restoration magic mm -hmm. too. So I can restore myself. Oh, or geez. not. Look at this. This is a novice storm mage that you're fighting. And he is Slowing. messing you up. Slowing me down. Oh, I'm going to oh. have to have some potions. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is I can like fire back at him, but my aim is so terrible. Why is your aim that terrible? If you learned anything on this podcast, listening to me before I'm... Oh, she already killed him. Uh, I am just awful at aiming. Oh, look at that! Look, look at that humiliation you did there. Like literally, you lifted the, ro the robes off her, and now and now she's uh, not as clothed. That's well, not naked, but just not as clothed. See, that's the other thing too is that I like to steal people's stuff so I can sell it. So I'll mm. literally steal the clothes off their back. <laughs> it is. Is this just the type of person that you are, Jess? <laughs> Apparently, I'm not particularly empathetic to the plight of NPCs in video games. You don't. You're not really high in agreeableness there. No, appar apparently. apparently. Right. What does that mean, Eki? What does that mean? I don't know. I think we. I think we did like some Myers Briggs personality thing, and then it was just uh, uh, agreeableness is like how uh, uh, polite you are, how empathetic you are, how quote like nice you are to other people, and. Uh, Oh, I, I don't am know. so nice to other people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh huh. I am a gentlewoman. A gentlewoman, but that's the thing. A lot of people will think that oh, it, it, you you want to be like you know super polite or super nice or uh, in this case very high agreeable. But there's it, it, it like an upside and there's a downside to everything. Mm. It's kind of like if you're too agreeable, then and, and you're too polite. It's kind of like you're you're you you start getting too polite and then other people will start pushing you around. You know mm. what I mean? Because they know they're never going to get any type of like conflict out of you. You know. Mm. So. So then, what you're saying is not many people can push me around. Oh. That's among, that's among other things. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm I'm a brutal video game player. Well, I don't know. I think it was that theory that we were uh, uh, exploring with uh, MMOs, uh, multi, uh, what is it, massive multi online player things, where people get to uh, uh, when they when they choose their character and they play in a video game, they sometimes will play the opposite of who they are 
how they interact in real life. So like the nicest people will be like, uh, assholes online because they spend so much time being nice and like, ah, I just wanted to explore this side. And then people who are assholes in real life, they like want to make up for being, you know, so mean by being like, uh, benevolent in the virtual world, mm. you know? So, but apparently with you, I think it's, it's uh, pretty one-to-one. You, uh, you want to smash things with two yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. You, uh, don't dodge. You just go right in yep. and you collect, collect them, collect about, you just collect everything. That's true. So what is, what is collection in terms of personality that I want to hoard everything? I think you said it. You're, you're a klepto. <laughs> you're a little pack rat, right? Well, I'd rather be a virtual pack rat than an uh-huh. actual pack rat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing that, that we, uh, when we, before we even got back, you were saying uh, something about just like decorating. You enjoy like decorating things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were saying it's a good thing uh, you have, you, you did have Stardew Valley. Because then you get to decorate your virtual farm. You get to, you know, mm-hmm. customize that way. Yeah, absolutely. What is this? So I am disenchanting items that I have to... Uh, and she was reading through... Uh, See, this, this is, is the, the part. Menus. This is the menu part, part where it's like, where, where, okay, I'll do this later. <laughs> I'll do this later. So you can enchant and disenchant things and use magic. And, and get a little bit, just to get a little stronger and a little stronger. I mean, it's a, it's know, a it's grind. The, I mean, it's a grind. It's a min-max thing, you know? Just this, like, oh, I can get plus five. Uh, to intellect or plus five to my mm-hmm. to my endurance. And, oh, oh! I, I was about to mention that other mechanic that they have for you for uh, to to keep pack rats and to uh, and to keep them under control, which is encumbrance. Why don't you explain that mechanic? Oh, so you can only hold a certain amount of things. So you have a like a, a limit to how much you can hold by weight. So every item has a weight, and then as you're carrying it, the weight adds up, and then when you reach the max weight, or you over, base, it. over it, you basically can't run anymore which in a game like this will kill you so one of the benefits of having a uh, a donkey to carry aka your follower to carry so your follower one of the advantages of having a follower is that you can basically hand them all your crap to hold Mm -hmm. and they don't complain and uh and that's kind of it and And so but there's a disadvantage to to having it because once your uh, follower gets killed what happens? Right, you, like they, you can't obviously pick up all the stuff they had. So you try not to let your follower die. Wait, uh, what do you mean by you can't pick up the stuff? Like, like when, they, when they die, like all your stuff is on them, and either you get it right then or you're done. What do you mean get it right then? Like you have to try to, you have to take it off of them. Oh, and what, and what, and like what happens if you can't take it off, off of them? Do, do they like disintegrate and they just, uh oh, go get them, go get them. It's a conjurer. Ooh. Oh, you one shot on them. You, that's pretty good. He did. It, it, it did that one-shot animation again. Oh, he has lots of good stuff on him, too. All right. Well, as, uh, as Jess <laughs> reads through and admires her her booty um, from uh, the, the bounty booty. Bounty from, booty. Mm-hmm, from, from killing yet another nameless. <laughs> A nameless magician. <laughs> nameless mage. <laughs> Apprentice uh, lightning mage. Yep. <laughs> novice not even fire mage. they can't even say jack the mage no. or or they don't uh, have a name gunthar the terrible right <laughs> isn't that like what you're supposed to do with like old school dungeons and dragons style mm-hmm. you're supposed to give it like a really um old school dungeon and dragons name what's another one i think oh. gunthar it is Rag, you would, you no, would know. Rag, ragnarok is, is is no it's like a big one that's like a some norse god or something what's another one cecil cecil <laughs> Uh, 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 
Sven. Sven. Oh, that, that's 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 the actual name of one of your companions. It was. Uh, it was. Well, he I, died. I traded him for oh, for traded. Lydia. Oh, well, why 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 for Lydia? Because Sven is a bard, so he doesn't really oh. know how to. Oh. Oh, really that's another to... flame atron. Oh, you killed one of these already. Go ahead. Oh, I missed. Wait, didn't you have like an ice sword before? I did. Did I still do? So that's how come why it's not she... shiny? How come it's not iced up? Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, what was that? She explodes after you kill her. Oh, oh. no, that one. She didn't explode. Someone came up from behind. You. Uh, Mr. Novice Fire. <laughs> oh, imagine like. Wait, do these do these enemies level up as you get stronger? Yes. So I, if you come back here, is he going to be intermediate fireman? <laughs> imagine. Oh my goodness. Maybe. You never oh. know. So this is not your first go around with, with Skyrim as well. No, either. this is my third. So I like Skyrim so much that I bought it a couple times. So I had it first. I think I had it on Steam. And then obviously when you're playing Steam, so Steam is the PC marketplace for mm. all games nowadays. Mm -hmm. But at the time, more indie games and some of the other you know, bigger publisher titles, uh, Skyrim included. So I had played it and then I complained that, you know, my gaming system was not particularly portable. So I wanted to play it on Xbox, <laughs> but we had a first generation <laughs> Xbox and it really wasn't, oh, yeah. it wasn't what it needed to be to really play the game. There are, there are load screens in this game because it's just so massive, even on the switch. So if Why don't you explain load screens to people. So loot screens basically are when you're playing a game and you go to a new area or you open a door, you go to a new room and the game basically has to load. And it'll pause the game or something, right? Yeah, it'll it kind of like pauses the game and tries to give you something. Kind of like the little spinning uh, whatever when people are browsing the web and then you see the little, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Or buffering, buffering, buffering. Yeah, it's it's the modern day buffer. Well, not the modern day. The video Old game buffer the would be a load buffer. screen. So... Uh, so Skyrim has quite a few of those. I would think Skyrim is probably one that's the heaviest in terms of load screens, uh, which, you know, really bothers some people. It doesn't really bother me at all, but I can see why over time you'd be a little frustrated that every time you wanted to go someplace else, you had to wait at a load screen for, you know, the text is tiny too. That's one of my complaints about Skyrim. Uh, also a complaint that I have about fallout as well. If you're familiar with fallout is that, uh, the same company makes it right. Correct. Uh, well, right? yes. Yeah. It looks to be a lot of the same like style. Just it, it just so happens that it's like a di in a different setting. So Fallout is a little more like a dystopia after like a nuclear you know blast annihilates everything. So it's a little more modern versus this. Whereas we said it's Dungeons and Dragons, Knights and and Dragon. I said Dragons. <laughs> but yeah, I mean to your point, it just it's just the load screens, you know, and, and the, the text, text is small. just kills me. Um, it just it really does a number on your eyes and. Now, that now what older. have you seen, like, even though you, you haven't, you've gotten, like, decently deep in, into this game, but you've seen people who've either beat it or just took the game to another level of uh, either decorating their thing with massively with certain w certain ways. Like, what what's one memorable thing that you saw? I think someone <clears throat> had, so earlier on in the game, you, you have a chance to buy a house. And when you're a klepto like me, you need place to store your stuff. The word just keeps coming up. I'm a little concerned about you, Jess. <laughs> Uh, so I've actually seen people, you can kind of like decorate your house and they decorated their house. They basically filled their entire house full of cabbages and then you cabbages. cabbages. So, uh, yeah, you can do that if you wanted to, cause that's what kind of place we live in. So like everything, you can almost pick up everything 
So you got to remember, like, cabbages you can get. From... What was the point? It was just to show off how many cabbages this person was able to, to get? It's kind of like turnipia, honey, right? Turnipia? Turnipia. Parsnipia. Parsnip. Don't you dare get that utopia of parsnips name oh, wrong. Oh, jeez. Don't, oh, jeez me. We have to come back well, and wait. see if anyone through our, through our Stardew, Valley, Stardew Valley series has uh, implemented uh, parsnipia. Mm. So parsnipia, for those who might not have heard the, mm. the previous podcast, yes. is Eki's answer to everything in Stardew mm. Valley Farming Simulation, where you just plant all the parsnips that you possibly yep, don't can. Don't level anything up. No. Nope. Just take that first one and just run with it. Yeah. Just overrun your farms and everything. Even if, oh, but parsnips don't grow in that seed. Nope. Just parsnip it up. Yeah. Storm, do, do, do something. Just keep selling parsnips and then become a parsnip tycoon. Mm. Oh, this looks, is this a boss? It looks like a boss. The caller. Uh, and you can talk to this boss. I'm a um, lackey. She's disappointed in me. She uh-oh. sounds like a she. Uh-oh. Kill my assistant. You annoy me. I don't be giving you anything. Leave me be or I can kill you. Your choice. Leave her be. Uh, well, <laughs> there's Jess's agreeableness. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. I'm coming after you. Oh, is she summoning something else? Yeah, but I'm going to kill you. What was that? Oh, she switched spots with whomever. Yep. And you took out the... Uh, yet another... <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't a novice fire mage. It was a... Uh, what happened? So I am going to take a potion because my health is a little... Not so great. Mm. Here we go. Drinking a couple of potions. And she blasted you with the big purple stuff. Come on, Lydia. Come is on, Lydia, Lydia helping you? She oh, is. she's distracting. Boom. Oh. Nice. They they cut they cut away from the killer. Bro- is that still her? <gasps> How is she? It wasn't a killing. Oh, it wasn't a killing blow. It was probably just a very effective blow. Oh, oh now she's dead. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme. I say that when uh, I kill anything. Yeah. Or uh, you or you finish like a uh, I don't know a boss level. Mm. Doesn't have to be killing something. But geez, that was a. I, I thought we got her in that first one. I did. Notice have... we we got her. <laughs> This is a team. I, this is a team effort, a sweetheart. Team I understand. Effort. Team podcast. I get it. Which, which, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, commending you on the the multitasking, which, which apparently is a, a feature of you, right? Being able to, uh, play a game, um, beat the boss, and also do a podcast at the same time. I think so. I think mm-hmm. they don't they say that women are better at multitasking than men, but men are better at like spatial awareness. I'll uh, give you uh, that. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you should start going down that line of, of thinking, but. Uh, <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in the cur- in the in the current climate of everything, mm. it could it, it it could cause some some uh, concerns. So we will we will keep it uh, nice and video as you. <laughs> You're totally right. Hush. Tell people what I'm doing. Hush. There's there's like this little tiki torch looking thing where inside of the holder is like a gem. So not only does she take the gem, then she takes the whole like holder (laughs) as well too. It was like this multi-part of like, and I want that too. Yep. Give me this, give me this ruby in this, in this like trashy looking cup. Ah, Give me that trashy cup. (laughs) Give me the the cup too. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I've already taken, I'm encumbered. I can't. Oh, run! So you, I gotta. You, you, you've reached the max. Yeah, I gotta give Lydia some stuff there. Uh-huh. And then, see. and then you also have to make sure you protect Lydia on the way out, so you don't lose all that stuff, right? Correct. So I'm going to equip that, <clears throat> and then I'm going to give her some stuff. I'm trying to find the heavy stuff. 
Mm. All right, so that's gonna. Isn't there a sort button, or that's the thing you you like complain about as well too? That there's not really a sort. There's no sort button. They do by alphabetical order, mm. which are not the best. But well, uh, I'll let you uh, go ahead and do that. I think as as you do that, I'll I'll update people on some other news. Uh, what is it? Upcoming uh, guest that will be released this week is who? Nick Malphite, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which which uh, uh, I hope everyone. Uh, we look forward to to releasing that. That was a very good conversation because it was um, um, a little bit more of origin story. That was your official uh, ITF Taekwondo instructor. Not was is is, and uh, he's for the, about eleven years now. I want to say, mm-hmm. give or take some. And it was uh, just as deep, if if not. Uh, I don't know. You took you took a deep with your martial arts conversation mm-hmm. uh, in in one direction. And uh, it was it was a it was a direction he was he was not going to go into because it, apparently it would just be another two hours of it of uh, martial arts business, right? Mm. And he was focusing a bit more on the uh, what was it the five tenets of Taekwondo? Yeah. So a little bit more of like what the benefits of having a uh, do in you know Taekwondo mm-hmm. judo uh, in in those arts the art of has over let's say a, a modern mixed martial arts system where it's built on like. Oh, we're just going to, you know, jab, cross, hook, bro, and Muay Thai knees, bro, versus, like, there's values built upon all that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, apparently, it's just all, you're, yeah, you're just throwing punches and kicks, and mm-hmm. and it's not as complete. So it's kind of like playing music without really knowing, like, where, where it's, like, rooted in. At least that's the, you know, the concept I got out of it. So hopefully um, um, people enjoy that, and we also want to thank Nick for for providing uh, wonderful stories and a lot of time to that podcast. Yeah. And I think, uh, what else? Oh, is this one of the famous loading screens that you mm-hmm. were just talking about? So you're done uh, doing your encumbrance Correct. maintenance? So I had to go uh, find three books to give to the College of Winterhold, which is where the mages... Can you warp there? I can so that's the one good thing is that once you find a location, you can fast travel there. Because if you couldn't, this game would take forever. Is it just like a lot it's of just walking? It's huge. Time? I think that was the other complaint I had. As as huge as this game is, it's kind of like the landscape and the towns and everything kind of look a little uh, monotonous. Mm. I think that's the best way to say it, unless it's like a drastic change. Like this one is obviously the same like castle structure as other towns, but it's like since it's winter, it's snowing and it's like a shade of blue and there's like some snow on things. But other than that, like it's really... The same. Well, right. I mean, the textures the are textures, not yeah. particularly diff- different from town to town. I think the, apparently there's there's probably quite a bit that I've not seen yet, to be honest. I think there's a jungle town that I've not seen. Oh. One would argue that there should be maybe a desert town. I don't think there is, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot. Could be a little cliche, though, right? It's yeah, like, there's oh, a lot look, to a be desert. said for. What else? An ocean town, ice town, fire mm-hmm. town. Maybe a town that's close to a volcano and it's lava and kind of sounds like monsters. Zelda. It does, but at least what Zelda does is they uh, really change up, as you as you saw, they really uh, vary up the landscape. Mm. Look at this guy. Urag Groshub. I'm just reading. He's a librarian. Like, he's, oh, okay. He's drinking on the job. Did you, just, did, you just, did you just steal his mug? How come he doesn't have his mug no, anymore? No, I didn't steal it, I don't think. Or he, <laughs> he just lost his mug. Did he? Yeah. So the graphics, once again, are not... It just kind of like just cut away with no no reason. What does he have for sale? He has... I don't want to buy books. Why would I want to buy Wait, why don't books? you steal it off of him? 
I can, but I don't, for what? Let's see. All right. I, mean, I, can, I can steal Jess's, things, Jess's but he's sneaking. right there. I know, but can you do it? Where, can, you, can you get to a point where you're not detected? Let's see. Yeah, let me just save. <laughs> save stage. Don't shush. Don't well, actually, no. This is, this is a uh, very, very important rule whenever you play a game that Look can at be that saved. Helmet. Right? What's the yep. important rule when you have a game that has save states? Save early, save often. There you it's go. kind of like with your Word documents at work. <laughs> like, just... Are you not detected? That's uh, right, right? That, uh, yep. that that means you're... Oh, you're going to pickpocket him? Let's see. He hasn't found a pickpocket. <laughs> wah, wah. All right, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Play the game as you normally would. I just wanted to see if that would cause a ruckus. But apparently this guy has nothing on him. It's not going to cause any type of ruckus. Nope. No ruckus causing. I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> I would never steal. Ever. You would, you would never not put money into the parking meter as well, too, right? You, even even that 1970s style, listen, still, taking, still taking nickels and dimes. You love that I am such a, a rule follower. Oh. So I, ooh, jeez. Ominous, ominous story coming up. Boom. So Eki makes fun of me because I, I do feed meters. But Eki never feeds meters. See, this is where... I, I feed meters, but only when it's like... When 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 it's like like New York City, where you know it's going to be a two hundred fifty dollar ticket if you don't follow things right, or you get towed. Mm. There's a lot of other places. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll eat it if 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 it so happens that I have to get charged twenty dollars or twenty five dollars. But it, it, it it's one thing when it's like what was it? It was like a six fifty p.m. Right? It's parking parking meter stop at at seven at seven p.m. Here in town, and it it's like one of those old school, like I said, it's still you can still put in nickels and dimes as well as a quarter into the <laughs> into the thing, and you're like, we have to feed it, we have to feed it, and the best part, I and I think you remember this, is that you put a, a quarter in, and you turned it, <laughs> it was broken. <laughs> <laughs> See what I get for trying to do the right thing. This is why I steal in video games. <laughs> This is this is for that meter that I paid <laughs> and I was paranoid about. It. Uh, <laughs> so you stick the video games to make up for the fact you're so you're <laughs> you're so paranoid about parking me. This is my alter ego. I steal cabbages from Skyrim. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry for uh, blowing your eardrums out there, folks. Um, as far as our audience i think well what else uh have we done recently i think oh i was recently on uh bernie mm -hmm. uh bernie Bichot on the daily what, what the daily burn yep right which is a, a live stream on facebook i was uh their most recent guest for half an hour talking about uh, uh some of the principles of creating and, and running a podcast and uh, you know, so I kind of stumbled my way through that. And uh, a few of those uh, Daily Burns ago, you were on it talking mm, about... Yeah, I was talking about SEO and Facebook advertising, which to be fair, things I said there, like since Facebook kind of announced their latest advertising thing is kind of outdated <laughs> even now. Uh, Facebook continues to choke paid reach for uninteresting pages, so... And I'm about to say that I think we've, I think we've done it. We've reached the pinnacle. We've been invited onto another live stream, right? Ah. So we're now internet famous, right? Internet famous, totally. We're internet famous, and now we can stop everything. Yeah, uh, that's that, it. That's we're it. Done. This, this, we're <laughs> the podcast. That's it. We got we got to pack up the studio, dining room table. <laughs> um, you know, put away our uh, uh, huge um, 
flat screen, you know, it takes up the entire wall as we as we play it. It's not it's not huge. <laughs> and um so there's not much going on right now in Skyrim to be they're just like let me talk to you, follow me. And since I don't read, I'm just keep pressing A. <laughs> Oh, like, this is this is always the best. Like following people around, I usually what I do is that I try to see how many circles I can run around them ooh. as they're as they're walking. But apparently, you're not really good at running in circles, huh? <laughs> Look at this! Damn it! There's too many people. <laughs> Speak with Quarren. Qu- Qu- you see, that's another Quarren. thing I don't like about these type of games mm. because the 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 random name generator. Mm. It, it, it's like the the names are so crazy themselves. Like, how are you going to remember Quarrenar? You know? How are you not going to remember Quarinar? Well, now we're not going to re- for, for, forget Quarinar. Wait, where did he go? Where did Quarinar go? Well, no, he said find Quarinar. Quar- oh. But did he say, like, wh- what he looks like? No. Or who she looks like? Or what it nope. looks like? Depending nope. on, like, there's, like, other species in this game, right? There like is. Orcs there's and elves. And- Kanjit, which is kind of like a, a lion, like a cheetah looking race. Mm-hmm. Then there's elves, which is not surprising. Then there's Nords, which is kind of like the humans. Mm hmm. Um, and then there's red guards, which are kind of like, um, I don't know, Tanner, what, like what, red. What, what race are you? I think I'm a Nord. No, uh-huh. I might be a, no, I don't think I'm, oh, I don't know. Take off, take off your, oh, you don't even know what you are? Uh, there's a, there's a, quite a few options, to be honest, so. I and mean, what did, and what did you choose the option on? I was, I was not the Nord, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. What did you choose it based off of? Just look? Or did, just they, look. did, did they have like some like uh, perks as in like, oh, this one has more strength. There, there this were one has perks. More I agility. think this one had more, uh, this one had more like combat, like hand to hand or weapon combat. Oh, versus, well, there you go. For your two handedness. Right? Yeah. Elves obviously would be really good archers and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, certain races are predisposed to be so good at certain things. So here's the thing that, that now that you're describing all of this that I don't seem to understand is that you in, in, <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. In in Zelda, you would you would a- a- admit that you weren't really good at the combat, but this is a very combat intensive game. Why? What's up with that? <laughs> that I don't like combat, but I like this game. I guess because it's selective combat in terms of I can engage in the combat or not. This one, Skyrim. Yeah, I mean Skyrim. I can... It looks like like you you can't help but have to engage in the combat. Uh, right, but you can decide in what order you do the combat like not everything is a fight like you can look for things you can po- pickpocket things there's other ways like you have choice in the matter in some cases you can in persuade Zelda, you have choices well do you, you can you avoid can't. as much or you can <laughs> i have a helper in skyrim oh okay who can be ranged for me because i obviously can't you know do it especially well. especially in zelda where it kind of punishes you for like just running in and just hacking and slashing versus having a little bit of a strategy to it yeah, I think I like it's a little bit of a slower pace, mm. and you can like hide in a corner and you know heal yourself and things. Ah, okay. So you can kind of just take it oh, at look, your you, own. You found Coronar. Coronar. He looks like every other NPC. I've yeah, seen he has you a hood. Into. Yeah, yeah, he has a hood and he has a, a a fancier belt. And and what is he supposed to do? He's I think warning me. What of is something. the point of this game? <laughs> What is the point of the game? Okay, so yeah, the point of this ahead. game is there is uh, there's two sides. There's the storm cloaks and the uh, Slytherin. No, Gryffindor. Imper- Empire. Imper- uh, Empire. Guards. Imperial guard. Imperial maybe. Imperials. Darth gotta, Vader. Uh, and so there's a bunch of factions in between too, where you basically have to join. They're waging war against each other. 
and then you can choose a side and then I guess progress the story as the world burns. I, I don't know. I haven't gotten oh. that far yet. Oh, okay. Because I'm avoiding the main quests <laughs> as I usually do. As even you just in do all the side quests. Right? Correct. Correct. And this is that, and that is your type of game. Being able to, uh, given the option of of doing side quests, and at the same time customizing your little homes or mm-hmm. home that you have for yourself. Yeah. Collecting cabbages and. <laughs> hey, it's just it's just what I'm good at. I just I, I and I think also too like you have choice. Like if you're sick of one storyline, you can go to another one. Mm. So I think that's why I also as well enjoy it. I'm just talking to people. Let's go. I'm scrolling through text and hitting the button and hitting the button. <coughs> Other than that, let's see. Um, that, uh, as I said, I was on I was on that live stream talking about podcasting, and and, and we actually had some people, some listeners of, of oh, yeah? the podcast, as well as good friends, comment on uh, on mine. Uh, uh, my jujitsu instructor and, and and good friend, Mr. Adam Peterson, mm. uh, who is also a guest on the podcast, as well as uh, owner of North South Jujitsu. Um, We've come full circle. Yes, he, he was asking a question about uh, uh, when you have guests on, like how, uh, how much preparation should you do, or uh, do you just kind of wing it? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I um, started to explain. I don't know. It went by so fast. I'm not sure if I uh, uh, answered the question adequately enough. But I think, in case people are wondering, when we do do the podcast and we have people on, it's kind of it's it's a bit of a hybrid, I would say, where where like I do have an outline. And I try to get the high points of uh, uh, who, who the person like is or known for or whether their favorite activities mm-hmm. or something that really stands out. But also at the same time, I, um, I always ask them like, uh, they always ask me, oh, well, what should I talk about? And I just say anything you want. Do you think that, that you find that to be a better way in terms of trying to almost like set an agenda for the podcast prior? Sometimes. I don't know. I like... One of my goals and and one of the things that I really enjoy doing with people, and and I hope they enjoy it as well, too, is when we we go in and we never really try to, like, go towards an agenda. It's kind of like, all right, here's here's a rough thing of, like, uh, in case we run out of stuff to say, Mm. start talking about this. But then, like, oh, let's say it goes this way and we end up down a deep rabbit hole talking about something else. And then we both come out of it like, wow, that was kind of cool. I didn't know that or I didn't get a chance to talk about that before. You know, mm-hmm. I like that better than I want to present this person like this and make sure it goes that way. Because you've also said, too, that it's not an interview per se, that yeah. you want it to be more of a discussion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can come Sometimes it comes across as an interview because I'm so enamored by their story that I want to find out more. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and just kind of like how how often do i do i get to talk to let, let's say one of our uh, recent guests uh, Allison O'Brien how how often do i get to talk uh, uh discuss winning emmys mm-hmm. talking to Dana White you know producing documentaries on the UFC talking about how uh, she uh, met uh, Rich Ace Franklin before he was as good as he was you know so that's just my fanboy in me coming out where it, it sounds like I'm just asking a lot of questions and it sounds like an interview, but it, but it's just more of like, Oh my God, please tell me more, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Especially because when you have those people they're they're rare in terms of, you know, having such accolade and you want to make sure mm-hmm. that you, you know, get as much out of them as you can. I also try to, um, as much as people have their accolades, I love hearing of like, 
how they reached it in the sense of where where they take it in a different direction and like here's how i didn't reach that accolade because it's because it's one thing to just be like oh yeah i won this i won this and i won this and i won this and it's just, just like all right like, like it, it's just uh you know um an awards show at that point it's just kind of like instead of going that way why don't you talk about like how it got there and how like you fell flat in your face the mm. first hundred times and how how you overcome that as opposed to look at how awesome i am you know yeah absolutely i think you know it's kind of like uh, michael jordan have the quote it's like if he missed how many shots he's missed etc oh yeah it's it's quite interesting to uh, he, he talks about like uh uh as as you were paraphrasing he he was doing something like i had the chance to win uh the the, the game winning shot the championship winning shot uh like let's say 10 times and i missed like five of those times you know yeah no it's definitely uh, uh Good to know. Like it's it gives you perspective instead of everything is just always great or everything's always easy. Everything is awesome. Right. Everything, everything is cool when, when you're part, part of a team. team. Everything is awesome. Lego movie. Recommend yes. it. Recommend Highly, it. Yes. Highly recommend it. <laughs> Jumping jacks. One. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, what, when, when it comes down to that interview style, you know, I'm, I'm rambling here, but this is what I, uh, I specialize in, just dad podcaster rambling, of um, when guests come on, it's, it's, it's about the guests and their particular passion or thing that they really want to get out of their system mm-hmm. or really spend some time, quality, thought, on a topic or topics and relating it to Warren in a way, you mm-hmm. know, and when people do that, when they talk about things that they're really into, really interested in, really passionate about, it comes out and I love hearing that. And I, and I, and I want, I would love to keep bringing that out of the person because then that person kind of comes alive even more as instead of just another person talking on the podcast, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to capture that and, and hopefully, uh, uh their friends and family get to hear them at their best, you know, um, if, if we're, if we're passionate in the sense of like, uh, uh, almost like yelling, but in a good, you know, positive energy coming out of it mm-hmm. even better, you know? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, nothing makes me happier is than when I hear someone who's been on the podcast say that like their mom listened to it and then you know, they <laughs> thought it was awesome or, yep. you know, my sister listened to it and, you know, she learned, said she learned things about me that she didn't know before. Like imagine like your own sister, like how cool is that? Like that's kind of, that's hmm. the stuff that I think is really cool where it's, it's as much for us as it is for them or as much for Warren as it is for them. I think a lot of times, I mean, people might go their entire lives without being asked to just talk about whatever you want for two hours or talk about yourself for two hours. It's a, it's a cool, cool medium. And it's a really cool thing to have people do. And it's not, yeah, it, it's talking about yourself, but it goes deeper than that of, of not just like, oh, this is why, as I said, this is why I'm so awesome. It's more of talking uh, and letting yourself come out as opposed mm-hmm. to about yourself. Yeah, does that no, make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. So, and, and, and I hope to keep, it's a skill I, I'm 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 still a novice at, and I'm hoping to keep improving at it, to uh, keep bringing out like the best in in uh, the guests. And like I said, uh, usually when I do an intro to to the podcast for those interviews, I, try, I say like we just try to have fun, and that's that's the most important part. Yeah, so. absolutely. 
And speaking of having fun, weren't you just here? I'm still here. Are you still like, what, what are you doing? Changing clothes? Still min-maxing? Yeah, I'm just trying to... Uh, How, what percentage of the game do you think you spend doing this? Enough. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's just... Ugh. What is a part of the game uh, that's uh, more more action-packed that you just find annoying or you just like... It, it, it makes you go, oh, God, no, I don't want to do this. Um, it's sometimes Fighting a certain monster or what? Like when... So you, you can... Occasionally when you're out roaming about, you will be attacked by a dragon. Can you go find a dragon? I can't make a dragon, but I'll go to try to find one if you go want. Go find a dragon. Yeah, okay. do, do that. Okay. That sounds cool. Well, the thing is, too, when I first started playing, like I was literally like level one with my hands and like a leather pants and a dragon came and i was like well this is, this is not good and legit the thing kept killing me until i can get away from it because at that point you don't have anything and you realistically can only beat the dragon by using bow and arrows and maybe some fire so did you just roam into an area that you weren't supposed to or it just randomly attacked you? i think it just randomly attacks you. i mean it could attack you while you're in a village which is great because then you have all the village people to help you but it is it is quite random, so I'm going to just kind of... But isn't that kind of like... Does it go against game design of like, you just started the game, you have no idea what's happening, you have beginner weapons, and then they throw something that is virtually unkillable and will kill you right out of the gate? Yeah, that was a really frustrating game start for me. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, Or was it part of a storyline where it's like, as long as you talk to this person, they will come help you and kill the dragon in one shot, and you I, probably just I think it's happenstance. It. Like, there's been three or four dragon sightings here where i uh i didn't i like ran away because like i wasn't prepared and like mm -hmm. you, you can do that and that was fine so i'm gonna go here i think <clears throat> going into kind of like the meta game of just like video games which we don't oh, we, how often do we ever get a chance to talk talk about it that's why i love these uh the, the warren game warren games um midweek podcasts like when we talk about just like let's say game design mm-hmm one of the things uh, that we had mentioned uh, when we were playing, when I was playing Super Mario Odyssey, is that if you notice, when you open the cartridge, uh, not the cartridge, but the box for the cartridge, there's no directions. Mm -mm. There's no actual like uh, physical manual anymore. Nope. And obviously, there's like some in-game tutorials where, like, as you're playing, like little hint windows will pop up and say, "Oh, do this. Oh, did you know you can also, you know." Mm -hmm. One of the um, videos I would recommend uh, people watching is. Uh, uh, it's you can YouTube sequel litis, um, so it's the word sequel and then like itis, okay. uh, all in one word. And uh, he talks about Mega Man X or Mega Man Ten, one of the Mega Man games, and he talks about how the intro level to that Mega Man game is one of the greatest intro levels of all time. And he breaks it down in the sense that there is actually no words, there's no pop-ups, there's no uh, anything. All you do, like the way that the that intro level is designed mm -hmm. is actually like the manual. But it doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you anything. So what happens is that you're just standing there, right? And then, okay, well, let me see what happens if I use the directional button. Oh, look, I can move. So I can't move to the left, though, because there's this big wall here and I can't get by it. So that kind of, uh, it's implicitly telling you, keep moving to the right. Okay. okay. The next thing that happens is that this enemy comes at you uh, low on, on the ground and like, okay, what happens if you hit this button and you jump like, oh, I can jump over this guy. 
So maybe this game is about I can jump over enemies and keep progressing to the right. You keep moving to the right, and then you run into a, a into a monster into like a monster or whatever that's too big to jump over. Okay. And then when you and you try to jump over the monster and you touch it, it hurts you, but it doesn't kill you. So you learn two things. You learn that you have an energy bar and that you can you can take some hits before you before it looks like you can die. Okay. But of course you can't get past this monster because like you can't jump over it. So if you hit the other button, you suddenly shoot out a little beam, right? And it's like, ooh, if I hit this button, I can shoot. Mm. And then as you as you shoot, you shoot, oh, I can kill I can kill enemies, and then it drops like a little energy thing for you to, you know. So it it progressively shows you through the level how to how to play the game without any text without any prompting does that make sense yeah it's really cool so he actually breaks down that first level and he, and it shows you all these skills pretty much like 80 percent of the skills you will you would need to get through that level hmm. and that's why i was uh, critiquing a bit when you were saying that uh at level one with minimal gear you're attacked by like an end end uh game uh dragon you know yeah. Well, it's not. It wasn't end game dragon. I think you get him through. I just was didn't know what to do with it. Exactly, and and unfortunately, that is not good, in my opinion. And also, because I agreed with uh, the, that commenter, Sequelitis, that that's not good uh, game design. If if there's something that comes punishing you, killing you right out of the gate, for just being there, you know what I mean? It, yeah. All all it's teaching you is. Don't go in that direction, which is maybe that's why I was asking you, did you go into an area quote that was like too high level? You weren't supposed to go. But there? also, I mean, since I don't read, I probably could have just decided I didn't want to do the main quest line, which teaches you about the dragons and then had been attacked soon after. Oh, OK. But I, I mean, you can Does, do, you did, can do did, it in any order. So it, did that happen to you? Ever, you said you played this game three times. Did that yes. dragon attack you each of those times? Well, the dragon's always going to attack you. But I, I think I remember it probably was the first time since I was pissed off about it where mm -hmm. It attacked me like very like low level by myself when I hadn't learned anything about what dragons were and what yeah. to do with them, and that was annoying. Mm -hmm. But I think the other times I've I've pasted enough where I did kind of get the whole rigmarole on what a dinosaur I mean dinosaur <laughs> a dragon is, and then you know what yep. how you can kill it or not, or you know that you can run away from it. Mm -hmm. These things that I didn't know originally. And so I, I think that's the reason why I brought up uh, uh, during Super Mario Odyssey that even though they, they do give you, you know, those text prompts, they do mm -hmm. give you like little hints of how to like uh, jump and, and, and those type of skills. But then they, they showed, I was at one level <clears throat> um, where they had these little mini platforms and they had like, you know, lava underneath that if I missed these little small platforms mm -hmm. that I would obviously instantly die. And I could jump from platform to platform if I used uh, uh, one of the techniques called uh, the long jump. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the trick to the long jump is that usually you need a few steps to like get a running start and then long jump. Yep. The platform was like only like like three steps like I, I could take. So it had to be a really quick, really fast, precise time long jump in order to get from platform to platform. And I was able to do it, but I would keep dying a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and like I said, in that game, it, it doesn't punish you too much for dying. You lose a couple of coins and you just can come. Oh, there's your, there's the dragon. Oh, here we go. I will, I will shut up right now and let you. Well, this is going to take a while. Don't shut up because then there's going to be like t 10 minutes of dead air. Oh, 10 minutes of dead air. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm that so, bad of a shot, remember? Oh, 
Oh, that's right. So you're there is a dragon, oh, and it's oh, as big as you think it is. It's taking up the entire screen, oh, <laughs> and geez. she's equipping um, bows and arrows. Yeah. Dwarf, all right. Here, ancient, ancient great sword. No, that's an ancient great sword. What about that ancient Nord arrow with a three hundred eight? What does that mean? I have three hundred and eight arrows. Oh, okay. I thought that was like the attack level. Oh, oh, actually, it's not that big. Look at that. It's gonna. I don't want Lydia to die though. So let's see. Dragon. <laughs> that's what it's called. Just dragon. And I remember the last time that you fought a dragon, you were kind of like in a tower. Mm-hmm. So you had some cover. You are out in the open here. Yeah. Oh, it's right in your face. Archer increased to 21. Oh, you're, you're trying to melee this dragon. Look at this. How's Lydia doing? She's still alive. That's all that matters. Lydia, pack rat, you, you stay. You stay. You are actually right in the dragon's face and just swinging your two-hander right at him. This, it's my style. It's my style. <laughs> Don't don't judge my style. And I think you've knocked off maybe fifteen percent of its energy. Oh yeah. no, more than that. Like it looks like seventy five percent. Come at me, bro. No, it's got seventy five percent of its energy left. That's oh, what I mean. oh, where are you? Where are you? I don't see you. There's no like auto look up, targeting. Look up. Look up. There you go. Well, okay. Oh, it's gonna land right on top of you. Oh my goodness. So it doesn't like swing its. Do its like. Does it have melee attack? Oh, did you die? I think I killed him, but you can't see. Oh, oh, that sucks. I didn't see the awesomeness. She was underneath the dragon, and then it went to one of those, like, uh, uh, what is it, kill animations. Mm. But she was so, like, underneath the belly of the dragon that all it did was zoom out. and it, Look at that. Oh, look at that. It's burning up. Burning up. Very good job, Jess. And I'm absorbing the soul Wait, of the dragon. Wait, you gotta dragon. use your tagline. Uh, After you kill something. After you beat a boss. What is it? In your face. Yes. There you go. So, yeah, the kill animation, it, like, zoomed out, like, up and behind the dragon. So you couldn't see Jess do her incredible sword sure sideswipes and stabs. I mean, it sounded epic. It did. It did. I, I thought you died. I thought the dragon was, like, eating you or something. No, 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 no. Unfortunate. But, yeah, you, you took out a dragon. So the dragon bone and dragon scales, I've been storing them because I assume they're important since they're really expensive. Uh huh. Did you Google it? No. <laughs> uh, not yet. So I'm giving them to Lydia. So Lydia definitely can't die. So are you close to a town though? Uh, I'm close to a a point that I was going to to save. So I'm gonna try. To, I mean, not save. I can save at any can time. You, but I was you, going to. Can a you teleport there? I can teleport back to my house to store the dragon things. But I'm close to where I want to go, which is there. Oh well, you're taking a risk now, right? Well, I saved it, so <laughs> I could always load and teleport out. So. I'm not a purist. Oh. I'm not a purist. What's in here? Hello. That looks like a meteor creator. Oh, geez. What was I talking about before we got interrupted by that dragon? Well, you said find a dragon, so I found you one. I know. We were talking about level design and like, and, and oh, uh, uh, Mario jumping from platform to platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was long jumping onto these mini platforms. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm dying a lot. Yep. But I'm still able to make a little bit of progress here and there. And then later on, I, was, I got frustrated with it, right? Yeah. So then I went to another part and I found, like, uh, in, in Mario, you can do captures where you can throw your hat at the enemies and then you can use their abilities. Like, you can control them and use their abilities. And there were these big stretchy caterpillars <laughs> that after you, after you uh, capture them, they stretch out onto little platforms. And then when you let go of the button, they, like, kind of, like, uh, 
like a spring like uh, or a slinky. They kind of like compact. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, this is much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about it was, was that one, you could still navigate the game without that type of, uh, without having to do it the proper way. Mm. Like if you really were an expert at that jump mechanic, you could, you could clear that without having to um, um, do the capture of the enemy. So you, I guess that's how speedrunners would do it as well, too. Yep. You know, and there's actually a, a theme for Super Mario Odyssey called least captures where, you know, how you, uh, you would you would capture like a fish, let's say, so you could swim. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, I would say, like a good variety, let's say, a hundred different enemies you could capture in order oh, to wow. use their abilities. Mm-hmm. Right. This guy finished the game with only four captures. Wow. So in other words, he finished all Mario collected all the moons or something like, oh, look at that one shot kill. Oh. So that's why I did a two-hander, because then you can do things like this. Do they have one shot kills when you do like long-range archery? I'm sure, yeah. (gasps) You can totally. It's totally in your style, right? Mm, I'm a sniper. You love that stuff. But I like it, though, because like you can actually, you do actually aim and you get headshots. This one, it, it looks like just as long as you. No, I mean, you would aim. You'd probably have to do a headshot. Yeah. In any case, so good job, and you are now going. Is this the place you can? Well, steal her stuff. She's a witch. She oh. has good stuff. <laughs> she doesn't have so, good stuff. She has nothing. So yeah, so so with Super Mario Odyssey, the the even though you're playing Skyrim, mm-hmm. the, the the going back to just like good game design, it's like that's a game where it uh, it punishes you accordingly if you try to do things way too hard, but mm-hmm. it's still doable. And there's obviously a very easy way to do it, like I said, with those uh, captures. And and the other thing they do is that they introduce, like, a mechanic to you. They'll say, oh, uh, you should use your long jump, right? Uh-huh. And then they give you this chasm where you the only way you can get across is with the long jump. But what happens is that if you jump across and you miss, there's probably, like, some netting or something to, like, capture and you bounce you back up. So it encourages you to try the ability that you, that you just learned or, you, or they taught you. Mm-hmm. And they give you very, very little room to, like, get really punished for it, right? Well, to be fair, it is a game for kids. I I understand that. But then what happens is, later on in the game, same thing, same chasm, no net. Later on in the game, now you have less, you know what I mean? It increases the necessity of you using the techniques properly. And they increase the penalty for screwing it up. But they do it in a, like a gradual mm. pace. As opposed to, again, coming back to level one in leather pants and like a maybe a wooden sword getting attacked by a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, that totally makes sense. And yeah, so that did happen. It did turn me off. I, I don't think obviously that's the, in, the experience that they wanted. But uh, so right now I'm just going back to my house and offloading my dragon bones and scales. Well, as you do that, we've hit an hour into the podcast. Uh, and once again, always great timing. Like with we, for you, the last few times you played, like the last five minutes, there's been like an epic battle of, of, some, of some sort. So, and you've come out on top each time. Ooh. We've yet to have one where, where uh, uh, it's, it's I'm like... cursing you, and pissed you're off. cursing and throwing the... the controller at the at the screen and messing up our podcast studio tiny room table <laughs> so um that's it i guess uh tune in this weekend uh for when we release uh the podcast with mr nick malafite jess's taekwondo instructor and anything else you want to add jess no i think we're we're good i we're i mean good 
And thank you again. Everyone, we love you. And everyone have a great good night.